if it's a dream, if it's something that you really want in your life and it scares the shit out of you, then you should do it. Sometimes we're looking for that out or we're looking for permission or like, hey, I can start tomorrow. No, you can't start tomorrow. You got to start today and you got to do something. You don't have to do something big, but you got to do something little. And Before my first fight, I tell myself, you can either, you know, go in there like, oh, lose and be stressed and say, oh, yeah, it was the tournament, their bad scheduling, and then I, I wasn't able to perform. Or I told myself, I can like, go in there now and perform to the best of my abilities and with no regrets and whatever happens, happen. Do you listen to you? People don't accept that, you know, it's their loss. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success podcast. I am so excited that you're here today with me, and this is going to be a super cool episode. I'm going to share some of the things that I've been working on lately, what I'm thinking about, uh, probably what you're thinking about as well, and how that can help you elevate your life and get closer to your dreams. Before we get started, I just want to let you know if you're new to the show, what it's about and what we're trying to do here. And my name is Peter Jumrukovsky. I am the host. I used to be a world medalist. I am a martial artist. I am a real estate agent. I am an author. I am a whole lot of things, but I am a human being just like you, someone with big dreams, aspirations, and a strength that I find inside of me to do things that scares me. And uh, I mean, I heard this from one of my mentors, Tony Robbins, the other day. He said, if it scares you, then you must do it. Of course, they say, don't don't be, a, be an idiot and jump out of a building. But if it's a dream, if it's something that you really want in your life and it scares the shit out of you, then you should do it. And we're here today in this show to, to help you, to give you permission, to give you the strength, the motivation or, or self, self-drive you need to take that step. It's it's sad for me that I, when I see so many people out there that have everything on paper, but there's something holding them back, just like it was something holding me back, and maybe that that there's something holding you back. We need to let go of that, and we need to find a way. We must find a way to go after our dreams. My big, fat mission is to help at least 10 million people to go after their dreams in 10 years, I know that's a lot of people and I can't do it myself. That's why I'm bringing super cool guests to my show. People like Tom Bilyeu, Dave Asprey, Leota Machida, Olympians, New York Times best-selling authors. I mean, you name it. I've had I've had them on my show. I also started doing some episodes where I'm talking like the one today because I've seen a lot of my audience, a lot of the people listening to this show, they want to hear what I've learned and how I share that and how you can implement that. So this is what I'm doing here today. 
please let me know what you think about this. If you like me talking, if you don't like me talking, maybe I should talk less. Uh, but if you do like it, please let me know. Also share this with somebody that needs to hear what we're talking about today because I can't grow, I can't help more people unless unless you help me. Also, please give us a review on iTunes. Share your favorite part of this, this show. Uh, also go to my name, Peter Jumurkovsky, on YouTube, subscribe, check me out on Instagram, follow me there. I share a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I try not to share too much about you know, things that, you know, what, what type of bathing shorts I'm wearing or what I'm eating. I try to focus a little bit more on you and what you need to, to get, get the energy to, you know, get, get going in the day. And I know it's all of us, sometimes we're looking for that out or we're looking for permission or like, Hey, I can start tomorrow. No, you can't start tomorrow. You got to start today and you got to do something. You don't have to do something big, but you got to do something little. And yeah, that's it. Welcome to the I Love Success podcast. First thing that I want to talk about today is being different. And I heard this. I don't remember where I heard this in the last week. I don't know if it was a song or something I I read or, or like a YouTube video. So credit to the person who said this, but I'm going to share it and I'm going to, you know, implement it in, in my own life for you and hopefully you can in yours. To be different is the best thing that ever happened to me. I just, I got goosebumps when I heard that because a lot of times we want to fit in. We want to be like somebody else or we want to follow i mean today we we follow people so much that we tend to forget who we are and i th- i think that's sad because if you're listening to this and you feel different and you you try to to be someone else or or at least mold yourself a little bit too much realize that being yourself might be the best thing that ever happened to you. And don't mix up being yourself with with having really bad habits. That's not who you are. Those are habits. Uh, Or don't mix that up with somebody who has great habits and you don't like who they are because habits you can train. And there's a great book called Atomic Habits that I'm reading right now. So habits you can train, but who you are and what what makes you cool and you know incredible as a human being be that person no matter where what industry you're in no matter who you who you're with and where you're from because that unique thing is going to give you everything i mean let me share a little bit about me you know if you haven't if you haven't met me before or haven't listened to my show before i mean i was pretty much a very short kid in in school, and I was also kind of overweight. Uh, and when I, when I say kind of overweight, is that I usually uh, just to give you an idea, 
I I loved, I trained a lot, even when I was a kid, a lot of karate. So on the weekends, I like love to like take a warm bath and relax a little bit. And I could, when I lifted my belly up, it was like an island going over the water. So so I could create an island. That's that's about my overweight. And it, I mean, it, it wasn't really healthy for me. And it also... It also gave me, you know, bad confidence in a way. But being small and being overweight also light, lit a fire in me to train harder, to be better, to evolve myself uh, as a human being. So I, I, I was able to lose weight. So now I had lost a lot of weight, but now I was just very skinny and also super short. And this was around the age of like, I think 13, 14, 15. And that wasn't really what the girls were looking for. And at that age, I mean, I was, saw my friends hooking up with girls and I wanted to do that too. I, but I really, I really couldn't then because I think mostly it's probably not because of my length. It was probably because of my confidence and I didn't know what to say. Anyways, being different for me led me down a path of exploring and learning so much from others and, and also listening to see what what could work from for me. And I guess, you know, if you're not where you are right now, you should model because, again, Jim Rohn, uh, Tony Robbins' mentor said this, success leaves clues, and it's true. So I guess you could follow people or you should men- follow people that are ahead of you, but you should also know that nobody can be like you. And if you look at the best or the the coolest people in every industry, they do They learn the basics and all of that from great people, but then they listen to their own little voice or huge voice or whatever it is and do their own thing. They break the rules in their industry and they make something better. Look at the athletes, look at artists, look at like filmmakers, look at people creating great companies. It's about being different. So remember, being different is the best thing that could ever happen to you. And, and, and different is, I would say different is always good. But don't be different just to be different. That's also f- fake in a way. And we people can realize that. Be you. And I know a lot of people are trying to, you know, copy other people just to f- feel loved and liked and then... They don't really listen to their inner voice. I urge you to take the time to, you know, listen to who you are and what you want to do and, and how you want to show up in this world because that that is what is going to make you happy in this world. So let me know. Maybe take some time right now. You can You can pause this episode and write down a couple of things about like what... What makes you different and why is that a strength? And if you can't see that strength yet, that's totally fine. I know in my life I couldn't see that strength for many, many years. But now I realize being different, you know, now when I own it, it's amazing. 
because I attract the people that I love. I'm respected. I respect myself. I love what I do. I love, love the journey I'm taking. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just so happy in my own skin. If you want, please reach out to me and share why you share your your journey, your story about being different and how that have helped you or how you see how you haven't seen how that have helped you yet. Maybe we can we can talk about that and, and get you into the the right direction. And don't be different just to be different. Be yourself. That's also something I know. I, I probably said this two minutes ago, but I'm going to say it again. Like, be you no matter what that is. And again, you being you is not your habits that suck. You know, you can change your habits, but being you means like showing up in the world with the love and, and joy that, that you deserve to have. I also want to talk about something that I've been thinking about for a while. I think there's, we, we live in a society where we are, it's important to show others what we have accomplished and we kind of compete with, a lot of us compete with people around us, you know, and we, let's be honest here, you're okay with your friend having a great life as long as yours are a little bit better, right? If if your friends are doing great and you're you're not doing great at all, you have a hard time, you know, being happy for them. I get that. It's it's called jealousy, and I, I guess we all have that. But if you really want to be happy, you're gonna enjoy the conversation we're gonna have right now, and that's not about comparing yourself with anybody else. That's not about competing about with anybody else, although I love competing and I do compete, it's about the difference between winning and being a winner. So let me tell you that. Let me say that one more time. It's about the difference between winning and being a winner. So what what is that difference? And um, have you have you experienced that in your life? First of all, being, what does it mean to being a winner? And what does it mean to win? Let's take the first thing, winning. I believe that almost anyone can win at a certain moment. If you show up enough times, you will at some point win. There are people that win, that cheat. There are people that win that are lucky. There are people that win that deserve to win and, and all of those. And it really doesn't matter because if you win, you win, right? But you know the difference. Maybe other people don't. I've seen people win being miserable. I've seen people win and be so happy. I've seen people win and, and underperform and I've seen people win and overperform. I've been most of these persons in my life as well. As a competitor, if you don't know me, I competed for over 13 years. I've been to over 100 competitions. I don't remember how many I've won, but probably around 50 or so. But became a national champion eight times and a world medalist 
and I did not win. Uh, in fact, I didn't even medal. I lost to two of my best friends. I actually lost big uh, to to one of my best friends and a younger guy from our our club went to the finals, uh, which was great and I was really happy for him. And so I didn't even medal basically and I did, not basically, that's, the, that's what happened. And I did not perform very well. Um, and it was at the national championship. So if you're supposed to win and you don't even win, uh, there's a lot of ice on you. And it's very, it's very interesting now looking back at it. I mean, I was so sad, but I was still trying to, you know, keep my composure and, you know, show up. I didn't want to hide because I think that's what a winner does. And, you know, everybody was like finding reasons, you know, why I didn't win. And they were kind of happy. They didn't say it, but I realized, okay, these, these people are kind of happy that I'm losing because they were expecting me to win. And I've seen that in life, in many other situations, in real estate, in like at sales jobs and a lot of different things. Sometimes people want you to fail just so they can feel a little bit better about themselves. And uh, the first, first thing I wanted to do was to, you know, defend myself and, and tell them about the things that was going on in my life and why, why I lost and, and things like that. Maybe like you've had, you know, and when you see that people are happy when you're not performing because it makes them feel a little bit better about themselves. You, you might want to, you know, you get angry or you want to defend yourself. But I, I, I decided that I'm going to keep my mouth shut and just see what happens, you know. So I was just keeping my mouth shut and decided to work very hard. And it lit a fire within me. I even remember going back to the club, you know, because now uh, this one of one of my... Uh, teammates came second and I didn't even medal and he was much younger than me and of course now he's the he's the new star and I was very happy for him but I knew also my potential and I knew who I was and I knew what I could have done and what he did didn't take away from what I didn't do so sometimes in life you got to realize that it's okay for other people to shine as well and you should give them that moment because even if you are, you know, better uh, at a sport or in business, you know, it's not always about competing. Let let other people shine. And I think this was a go good moment because it gave him confidence and it also gave a lot of other people in the club confidence because they saw, oh, wow, he can do that and he can do better than Peter and all of that. But in a way, as a competitor, it really also pisses me off, right? Because I want to be the best. And I think that it's an ego thing, but I mean, I would like life. I said I didn't want to be the best. And I think that's what's been driven me for, for so, so many years to train harder. Anyways, I decided, you know, it stung. I've lost to my best friend. Uh, I lost to another friend that I'm really close with. My Another guy from our, our club that I also liked a lot was... It was Play, had a good, uh, much better place than I had and, and on all of that. So it hurt a lot. And I knew we had the world championships coming up a year later, uh, about a year later. So 
I, I decided, Peter, just going to shut up and do the work. And that's exactly what I did. I trained harder than I'd ever done before. I contemplated more than I ever done before. And I decided to become better. And that's what a winner does. That's not winning, that, that is being a winner. But the story doesn't end there. About five or six months later, I'm at a competition and I fight a guy in the semifinal that I'm, I'm leading, I'm leading the fight and he, I, I sweep him and he does an up kick and I break my nose. So this is May and I think the Shotokan World Championships is in November and I break my nose and I've had, like I broke my nose before, so I'm very self-conscious about that. And also it gets into, it got into my head. So after that, I was like, how is this going to go? What's going to happen? It took me like two months or so for me to heal. And then going back to training was really scary for me because I didn't want to break my nose again and miss miss the world championships and also I mean breaking breaking your nose is not the most fun either because like you know start not looking that good and you know you're young you want to look good and we all even if you're older you want to look good so that was hard and then mentally I was like ah, how, how am I going to come back and compete without being scared of breaking my nose and it's not going to stop my performance. There's a lot of things going on and I worked on that a lot. And then I come back in September, the first competition. And of course, in the second fight, the, the guy I'm fighting, he's punching me really hard in the nose a couple of times. And I was like, oh shit, it pisses me off so much. I was like, did I break my nose again? And all of that. And, and even the, it's crazy, before that competition, the day before, something happened with my body. I don't know what it was, but it was hurting, and I was like, I thought I was injured. And I called, you know, a physiotherapist. He couldn't meet with me. I was like, I'm just going to go to the competition and see what happens. And that's what a winner does. You know, I could have found so many reasons. You know, it was probably fear about my nose that came into my legs, you know, or, or I don't know. And... But I decided, hey, bring it on, bitches. Uh, sorry, not literally bitches, but it's just, just a saying. And again, if this is too much cursing, I apologize. Sometimes I get carried away. Anyways, like, bring it on, bitches. And I fought, and I, I fought very well, but I also got that, you know... Uh, punches in my nose in the semifinal and that pissed me off so much and I was leading the fight as very 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 good and and that guy got scared so he actually gave up the fight he, I was leading a lot so I, I don't think he could have won anyways but it was funny he he got scared and gave up uh, so I think that that is also sometimes you know being a winner you have that aura of invincibility that scares the shit out of people and which makes it sometimes easier for you to win. Anyways, in the finals, I fight a Danish guy, a friend of mine, and he's much younger than me. And 
for some reason, I mean, not for some reason, he's tough. He's doing really well and he's leading the fight and it's 4-2 and this is this is also very interesting. I was like, I can't lose to this guy. Not because he's not good. It was like I didn't want to disappoint myself and also lose to a younger guy. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, that might sound ego again. But, you know, when you're when you're really good at the peak of your career, you don't want to lose to somebody that's 10 years younger than yourself. Um, anyway, 4-2. And the last second, I kick him in the head and I get three points. And I win that, that tournament, 5-4. Very, very interesting. Again, I go to another competition. This is, hope, hope you're with me, this is a kind of longer story. And now this is the Shotokan National Championships. And obviously there's, I'm not very liked there. I don't know exactly why, but there's a lot of politics going on. And I fought, fight this guy, which is really good. He's a really good fighter. Uh, I don't think he's better than me, but I think I think he's he's won a lot. But for me, he's not a winner. His demeanor and how he has acted—I've known him for many years. He's he can win, but he's not a winner. Uh, anyways, he punched me, and they gave him like a full point, and I lost that fight. And he was very happy. I honestly, I don't think he was better than me. I. I think he, the referee's favor, gave him favorism, but I'm not here to make excuses. He won that fight. It was not his fault. Anyways, whatever the referees did, he was not his fault. And he's a good fighter. Uh, so I lost that fight. And again, I go home that night, see my friends, and they're like, oh, this is just like two months before we're going to the, to the world championships. And I know that I'm on the way to be, be, be in the best shape of my life. I know that there's something in me that I can feel that. I don't know if you felt that in your life, when you're like, I'm gonna do this and I can really, really, really do this. But that night I went out, had a beer with a couple of friends and like, Peter, maybe you're getting old. Maybe it's time for you to quit. And that's also BS from a friend to say, you know, but I think that's also hurts saying this but it it's friends that have not gone after exactly what they wanted in their own life so they want to kind of makes them feel uncomfortable when somebody else does it and when somebody else does it all in and i guess that's friends but not really i, I don't really know but anyways and uh, that happened and i was like no i'm that's just complete bs i'm not i'm not done uh, and i was like 20, 27 at that time, which is not old at all. Uh, it's actually when you're probably peaking between 27 and 32. Um, but I, I just kept my mouth shut again and kept training, kept driving. So you can know there's a lot of things going on in my life here. I, a year earlier, I lost big. Now I'm coming back. I broke my nose. I'm coming back. I'm winning and then I'm losing again. And now we have the final competition before before heading to Australia. And that competition, I remember it vividly. We're talking with one of my my close friends and it's like, what are we doing here? The competition is so, there's, in karate is so much waiting and there's so much anxiety and like, you're just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then once you go up, like could be over very quickly. 
But I remember, like I said, like I didn't come this far just to come this far. I really want to do this. And that day, something happened in me, and I I fought some of the best people in Scandinavia, and I won. Very very tough fights. It's very close, but I was so ultra focused, and I made zero mistakes. So I probably didn't take that many chances either, but I did what I needed to do to win. And that felt great. And I remember my father's like, oh, this is going to go well. He felt it in his body and the coach uh, and my coach as Refik and Darko and my, my father, uh, like, they're like, oh, they felt that something good going to happen. And I felt it too. You know, I was like, hey, this was the first time in my life I felt like, boom, you know, when you feel, I don't know if you felt this, but when you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm at a different level and I, I can really do this. And a couple of weeks later, we go to we go to Australia, and to make a long story short, I mean, even that day, or maybe I can share that with you. We're we're already here because there's so much going into you know winning, but being a winner, it's so so much more. And I remember that week leading up to the competition, I was happy, I was strong. All of the trainings, I felt like we did running, we did sprints, and I was so close to being injured because I was so tight in my body from all this training. And I remember when we trained, my techniques was so on point that I, at, at, at a couple of times, I kind of punched so hard that I almost injured my, uh, my teammates, which was not my intention. It's just my time was so on point and so perfect it was almost a little bit too hard. Like, hey, I'm here to win. You can't stop me. Nobody can stop me. That's how I felt. A lot of a lot of the days there in Sydney, I, I used to walk around by myself and just think it was in the Olympic Village. And the day of the competition, I remember I had it all planned out. Like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to relax. 45 minutes before the competition, I'm going to warm up. So and so. Anyways, my, my family is there. They travel all the way from, uh, from Sweden and they met with my uncle and they haven't seen it. Like my father haven't, hadn't seen his brother in about 20 years. They come to the, to the stadium and I'm about to compete. But, but we're like, hey, we hug, like we cry and like, let's have some coffee. We sit down, have a coffee and I'm supposed to compete in two or three hours. But then Darko, my coach, comes and he said, Peter, you're up in 15. I was like, what? Like, you're up in 15. And panic started in my mind. I mean, real, real panic. I was like, shit, I've trained all my life for this, and now I, I'm not even going to have time to warm up. But anyways, I'm a champion. I, did, I do not show that I'm stressed. I show composure. Take my bag. I walk. You know, almost shitting my pants, literally. So I'm so nervous. Uh, get dressed, start warming up, and... You know, that 45-minute warm-up ended up being a 10-minute warm-up, but my pulse is high and I'm sweating like a pig because I'm just so nervous. And, and I'm starting thinking, Peter, you're going to blow this because you're, you're too nervous and you're, you're too stressed. Take it easy. So I, I sit down, I meditate. I was like, go back. And before my first fight, I tell myself, you can either, you know, go in there like oh lose and be stressed and say oh yeah it was the tournament their bad scheduling and then i i wasn't able to perform or 
I told myself, I can like go in there now and perform to the best of my abilities and with no regrets and whatever happens, happen. And that's what I did. And I decided in my life in that moment that I'm going to go all in with no regrets. And I got rewarded for that. That day with 20 plus years of preparations with the mental strength to go like, hey, I'm doing this right now. And with, with that decision of like, hey, there's no regrets. I'm doing this all in. I, I managed to perform, and I probably had some luck as well that day. I managed to perform and become a world medalist, even defeating you know a Japanese fighter. And that was an amazing experience. And it felt so unreal, to be honest with you. The, the, the medal ceremony was not two days later. And, and to be honest with you, I didn't even believe that I, I, was, I, I, I was a world medalist. Uh, so I, I couldn't barely sleep for those two days until I got the medal. I was like, they, maybe they made a mistake. Or maybe uh, I need to fight somebody else. And that was like so, felt so unbelievable. Made me so happy. And... You know, I think, I hope this story tells you a little bit about the difference between winning and being a winner. This was 20 plus years in the making, a lot of losses. I, I, I didn't win that day. I, I took the third place, but I felt like a winner. I, I'm sure I was the happiest person there. And, you know, it was amazing. Yep. That's it. I have one more thing that I want to mention today. And that is, you know, a lot of times at work with family, with friends, uh, we, we tend to try to do things that we think are right for us or we do them to make somebody else happy without, you know, really doing what's best for us and eventually will be best for the others as well because it's, that's what makes you happy. Anyways, what I, what I want to talk about, like I've had, I, I really want to, there's people in my life that I respect and if they ask me to do something, I usually do it. Sometimes I do it even though I don't want to do it and it really doesn't affect them, but it affects me because I want to show that I'm there, but I go against my own principles. And I recently did that. And I realized I can't do that anymore. You can help others. You can be there for them. Uh, you can support others' ideas. But if it's not aligned with what, what you need to be happy, to perform, and to, to go after your dreams, then don't do it. And for example, just to give you an example have this challenge to wake up at 5 a.m. I've tried this for like, I've tried this probably three or four times in my life, you know, to start waking up at 5 a.m. And maybe I will sometime in my life, but right now it, it doesn't give me what I need. When I wake up at five, I, I'm tired, you know, I am you know, annoyed. My, my body doesn't get enough recovery. I've tried going to bed like at eight or nine. But then like, I feel like I'm wasting my life because I'm only working and then I'm tired. So I found my, my sweet spot, which is 5.40 a.m. When I wake up at 5.40, I can be up to like 10.30, 11. I can still cook. I can meet my friends. I can go for dinner. I can perform. I can do all of those things. And 
I decided, no, let me do this because I want to make somebody else happy. And honestly, I'm sorry, but it, it doesn't work for me and I don't want to hurt anyone, but I need to focus on what is going to work for me. And I think I want you to hear and understand this as well in your life. Don't always do what other think, other people think is right for you if it's not right for you. If you haven't tried it, I urge you to try it because how can you grow if you don't try it? But don't be stupid. If you after a while realize that this is not for you, go a better path. You know, Find your path that's going to give you happiness, performance, joy, the life you really, really want. And be you, do you fully, full with love, joy, happiness, all of that. Anyways, this was today's show. Uh, to summarize it uh, in a couple of sentences, you know, being different is probably the best thing that ever happened to you. Dare to be different. Dare to do your do your own thing, you know, and fo follow that gut, your heart, your mind, uh, because being different is, is always good. Also, by being truly different, don't be different just to be different. That's, that's a big, big difference. There's a lot of difference there. Uh, also, what's the difference between winning and being a winner? I hope you understand that a little bit more now when you heard my story and please be a winner in life be a champion of life and that doesn't mean always winning it means doing the right things that makes you happy and the people closest to you uh, and then don't feel guilty to do everything do you listen to you people don't accept that you know it's their loss uh, you should be there for others, of course, but you can't do things that's going to eventually hurt you, your health, uh, be loving, be kind. And something that I really want you to understand after this show, please contemplate about this subject. Please make some changes in your life to get a little bit closer to your dream. Also share this episode with somebody that needs to hear this message. We have almost 250 episodes. Go to ilovesuccess.co to check them out. I give a couple of free chapters of my book, the gold book. Please share this with somebody that needs to hear this message on social. Uh, quote us, you know, give us a review on iTunes. Go to YouTube, search for Peter Jumrukovsky and subscribe. Everything you can do to help. This show is for free. Come on. You can help me a little bit here too to grow and to help other people and to do better episodes. We have more guests. I have so much in store for you, but we need to do this together. Thanks again. Uh, just so you know, I love you. I support you. I give you permission to go after what you want. Uh, a close friend of mine, just wrote to me today. It's like thinking about writing a book, but I, I'm not really sure that people would want to listen to my message and, and all of that. And I call bullshit on that. We are all scared. I told him, if, you, if it's in your heart, go and do it. It really doesn't matter. Go and do it full, full out, play full out, and you'll figure the rest out. And I say the same to you. If you have something you want to do, don't wait for you to have the experience and then go out and do it. Just go and do it now and that's how you'll gain the experience. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Take care and talk to you soon.